I must admit, I didn't think much of this show the first time I laid eyes on it. Seemed like a bunch of stiffs wasting nice the microphones. Trade of all time happened back in 1803. Go ahead. Napoleon Bonaparte traded the Louisiana Purchase for $3 million. Napoleon, what happened? <laughs> Half the country for $3 million. You can't even get Tucker Barnhart for $3 million. And I came to realize anymore. these guys are funny. And Justin Fields have identical stats the last five weeks about throwing the football. This guy, okay, and folks, is a fidget some of the best spare. gamblers I've come to know. If you're betting on USC and or TCU, let it be known, you are a square. TCU is going to hammer this team tomorrow night. And I hate to hear that. Tomorrow when we afternoon. come back in here on Monday, you're going to be happy as a lark because USC lost, but you're going to be wrong about TCU. Get ready for the most useless hour of your day. It's time for Boxed Lunch, presented by Betfred Sportsbook. Now, Casey... Run that track. I give this 7.1. I like this one, Casey. That's good. You know what? When you go and look up royalty-free music, if you've ever been on, you know, one of those websites where you, you can get royalty-free music, all these things to, you know, make video packages and whatnot. If I had to label that royalty-free song, it'd be like sports intro, because I feel like every time you click on, oh, sports intro, what's this? And it sounds just like what you just heard right there. But this is Box Lunch, presented by Betfred Sportsbook. I'm Reed Mouse, showing along here. Paul Fritzer, Casey McAllister. Guys, how was your weekend? Fantastic, Reed. How was yours? You talked to a lot of people this weekend. Yeah, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. The Oklahoma Sooners did. I, I didn't hear you earlier. Did the did the Muskies do well against the Huskies? God, they did. They did well. They didn't. They they, they only won one, but they should. They could have. They could have swept them. It is what it is. They were up in both losses. They were up nine seven in the ninth inning of the third game. Gave up two two run homers. So Ooh. it goes. So it goes at Hayden Field. Great American Small Park. I mean, honest to God, the ball got out. It, might, it could not have gone 311 feet. It got out. It is Man, what it is. It is what it is. Well, you know it what? giveth and it taketh. You got to bounce back. There's more games to play. That's right. There's more games to play. Oh, there's always more games to there's play. There's always more games to play. <laughs> but this weekend was a lot of fun. If you guys, I'm sure, I know you guys talked about it in Off the Bench, but we did the Miami Invitational this week, and Miami uh, – University put on a great – I don't even know how they got the Oklahoma Sooners to come to town. This was the first time that the Oklahoma Sooners, the number one team in the country, played a softball game in the state of Ohio. Played any team in the state of Ohio. And me and Casey drove out to Oxford 10 in the morning. First game was at 1. And there was already fans here in Hamilton, 25 minutes away from the field, walking around in OU gear. Just fans, and they, they, you could tell they were young kids. It wasn't like parents or anything like that. It was fans just walking around downtown Hampton. We get there, and we talked to uh, a couple people from Miami, and they're like, people started lining up for this game. Oklahoma softball didn't play until 4 p.m. They said Oklahoma fans started lining up to get in the stadium at 7.30 in the morning. 
The entire Millette Hall filled with tailgaters. People came out. There was uh, one couple that drove all the way from California to go watch Oklahoma softball in Ohio. And they didn't have tickets. They showed up trying to get tickets at the gate. And tickets sold out 10 minutes after they were sold online. That couple had to get in, right? I mean, somebody took care of that couple, right? I I don't know. That was the story that I heard. They drove all, and, and maybe the couple was lying to to gain a little sympathy okay. to the person right. from Miami. But the person from Miami was like, yeah, this couple just came up to me and said that they drove all the way from California to watch this and didn't know that you had to get tickets beforehand. So they showed up, didn't have tickets. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I cannot believe the draw that is Oklahoma softball. And I tried to compare it to, I think on last week's show, it'd be like Alabama football coming in and playing at Jaeger Stadium. It'd be like Duke or UNC playing at Millette Hall. Oklahoma softball came out. Their fans found our stream. 17,000 people at one time were, were watching the second game. And the thing about Oklahoma softball was they were overwhelmingly positive. Overwhelmingly very nice. Great camaraderie in the chat. Um, yeah, very I appreciative of it. I had uh, – so Xavier was playing a doubleheader on Saturday, and there was a 45-minute gap in between games, and it was right when Oklahoma was playing the first game against Louisville, I think, maybe. Maybe it, there was there was an overlap there that I turned on the game, and uh, it, it was great. I mean, I, it felt like every time I went back and refreshed the page in between innings – of the Xavier games, I'd go in the half inning breaks and I'd, I'd check in on it, maybe throw something into the chat, whatever, you know, Hey, like the mm -hmm. stream. And it felt like every time I refreshed the page, there was another thousand people that had joined in. So we had originally Oklahoma was supposed to play Oakland in the morning. It was supposed to be a, like 11 AM. And that game got canceled um, because of the storm that was ensuing on Sunday. So they shifted things around so they could get all the games in on Saturday. That game, we didn't take that off our YouTube channel till like 9 in the morning or something like that. There were 150 people waiting to watch that. Two hours before the game was scheduled to go, there was 100 people watching. So we ended that, and people are already chatting like, when's this game? What's going to happen with this game? And yada, yada, yada. So we ended that. We had, I think, 800 concurrent viewers watching the first Miami game versus Oakland. And I looked to Casey as we go get something to eat in between games. And I said, all right, how many, how many viewers are we going to get? For this Oklahoma game, and we said we're, we'll get a thousand. We'll get a thousand concurrent at one time viewers. No way we get twenty five hundred. We had twenty five hundred before the first pitch. Yeah. My, so so my my guess with the way when I was looking at like the waiting and everything, I was sitting there talking with Schmaltz, and I said my my guess was five thousand. That was kind of like I was mm -hmm. just kind of thinking because I was thinking to myself, all right, all these people they either have to pay for flow for flow softball or they might be watching on ESPN Plus or whatever, but you're finally getting a game that's not behind a paywall. So you're opening this up to mm -hmm. a lot of people that maybe weren't able to watch Oklahoma softball before, whatever it might be. So I was thinking like five, 6,000, and then I refreshed the page and I see 12,000, 13,000, 14,000, 15,000. I'm going, all right, let's rock and roll here, fellas. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun. And if you guys don't know anything about Oklahoma Sooners, they were two-time national champs. And 62 games last year, they run-ruled 40 of them. They had 40 run-rules in 62 games. They have like 22 run-rules in 40 games this year. The number one team in the country. have won like 31 straight games. They pretty easily won these games. <laughs> I don't know. If, if you took the best player that wasn't on Oklahoma 
in this Invitational, I don't know if they play, if they can make the Sooners team. Carly Spade from Miami, the All-American third baseman. She's already like top 100 all-time in career home runs in NCAA history. She might be able to make the team. But other than that, it, 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 was, it was jarring. It's, it's truly, if you haven't sat down and appreciated fast pitch softball, it might be more entertaining than baseball. Mm. Game so much more con- compact. Casey, you're, you've watched more baseball than you ever have before. Yeah. And you have been watching softball this year. Right. I Well, I don't want to sound super biased, but I think Miami softball is a little better than Miami Correct, baseball. correct. And, and, and it's a little easier to watch than the Reds sometimes. When, when the Reds play <laughs> well, it's fun to watch the Reds. But Miami softball, um, at least versus Oklahoma, like you said, it, it was uh, just crazy to see the disparity and and talent level there but it's a lot of fun they were competing for the first four innings yeah like it was a 4-1 ball game it wasn't like they were getting blown out yet by the the fourth inning and the fans were even kind of surprised too Mm -hmm. they're like we haven't run ruled them yet this is miami oh well it got a little out of hand eventually but it was a lot it, it is a lot of fun especially because these good teams can really hit it out of the the park yeah. A lot. Yeah. And it can be like really out of the park. Yeah, actually the the bit the best home run of the weekend was actually probably from Miami. Maddie Banks put one. They have this hitting tunnel probably 20 feet beyond the fence out in right field and then it's I don't know, 60 feet long. It probably has two or three tunnels in there and she hit the hit the roof and went out almost yeah, like completely went almost completely over this hitting tunnel. It was an absolute bomb. But you mentioned the Reds. And you went to the Reds game with Sir Boy Wonder on Friday. How was that? It was a lot of fun. I won't lie. It was a lot of fun. We we uh, went with my best man, Thomas, as well. And uh, eventually one of um, Sir Boy's friends came and joined us. And Rico. Uh, Rico. Shout yeah, out Rico. He, he's a good guy. I met him at uh, Moorline on opening day. Yeah. yeah. He's a good guy. guy. Um, so, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We, uh, Me and Sir Boy stopped by the pro shop and we – Got ourselves some Viking hats. I saw the I saw they the helmets. Sold, you you bought those at the stadium. They sell those. Yeah, twenty five bucks. Wow. But they're really cheap, cheaply made. But it doesn't matter because you buy that Viking helmet and you feel the blood of a Viking just boiling yep. inside of you. Leif Erikson should be would and be very proud. I, I did it in honor of Leif Erikson for 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 kicking him out of our chat the other day. Um, I, I tried to praise. Odin and Valhalla the best I could, even though the Reds, they uh, had a losing effort that day. Yeah. Um, but it was a lot of fun. It yeah. was a great time. Thank you, sir, boy. All right, there's our quick recap on the weekend. Let's dive into the Reds. Uh, obviously, yesterday, Luis Sessa did not pitch well. People are rumoring maybe he's going to go to the IL just because he's out of AAA options. He has not looked good. To begin the season, I'll say this about Luis Sessa. I wouldn't hit the panic button yet. He's not a young, unknown talent for the Reds. He's been a good pitcher ever since he came over from the Yankees. And before he came over from the Yankees, he was a good pitcher there. Maybe he doesn't have the chops to start 36 games. I don't think that's the case. You're going to have to figure out someone to alleviate some of those innings. But he was fantastic two years ago, dipped in quality last year, and he has stunk to be in the season, but I think he will f- fall back to the mean, right? 31 years old. I just wouldn't 
go ahead and, and sell your Luis Sessa stock. I think he's going to be fine. I think with the Reds taking their lumps, there's going to be some bad games. And Luis Sessa has certainly had that through a couple of starts. I just, I, I'm, I'm telling you to pump the brakes on the Luis Sessa hate. I guess the, the, the question to me would be, who, who's going who's gonna to fill that, that spot? Luis Sessa is probably your, your best option to go. I know he stunk. But who else is going to do it? Thoughts on Luis Sessa? Buy low is what you're telling me. Um, can't get any worse. Yeah, right. Can't. Can't, I mean, can't, literally can't get any worse. So you're only up from here. I agree with that. Did not watch one of his pitches yesterday, so I'm not going to sit here and, and comment on it. I checked the score. I was going downstairs to turn the game on. I saw it was nine nothing. It was not. That was the yesterday yeah. game. That was yeah. Mm -hmm. I was going downstairs to turn the game on. Saw it was nine nothing. Did not watch one pitch. Mm. Yeah. yeah, wasn't good. And I guess this is where I'm going to go for Reds fans. It is it's starting to settle in, isn't it? Right? There's a lot of excitement at the beginning of the year. Start out 3-1. and one, But it's starting to settle in that you're, the Reds just aren't very good. And it's crashing down before our eyes. There's, there's a little bit of excitement. The lineup's hitting well. And it's looking better than you anticipated. You have to admit that. Lodolo, Graham Ashcraft have looked great. Green's still showing that talent. But... This roster is Swiss cheese, man. They stink. There's so many holes in this roster. And I mentioned this when they were losing one-run games. Is you're not going to go to the park and compete every day if you're the Reds. You're not good enough to show up every single day and compete. There's going to be days where you give up 13 runs. There's going to be days where you give up 9, 10 runs and you lose by 8. So when you do compete, when you play these good teams... And you put it together and you're in the seventh inning. You're like, hey, we're scrapping around. Let's get a run across and, and win this thing. You got to win those games. And you build up all this excitement. You start to see it. You're, these guys who you didn't think were going to play well start playing really well in the lineup. You're, two of your big three are, are pitching fantastic. You're like, man, we might, we might be better than we expected. And bloop. Done. And you look ahead. And the path doesn't get a whole lot easier. I know the next couple weeks, you're welcoming the Rays, who just set a record for, for most wins to start off a season. Can you, can you sneak out a couple against one of the best teams in the American League? The Rangers come to town next. Or you play the Rangers next week. Now there's, you got the Pirates and the Athletics mixed in there. But I think that the worst-case scenario for Reds fans was that the season was over before May. And it's not. I think the worst case scenario is that the season was over before June. And it's not. Yet. But it could be very quickly. And it's trending in that direction. And I'm just telling you guys. I told you it all, all off season is you guys understood that you're going to be bad. But I don't think you understood what that looked like. You, you have these games. Where you're down 10 runs in the first inning. Don't get upset. This is the team that you knew you are coming with at the beginning of the season. Don't get upset when they're 15 games out of first place at the end of May, the beginning of June. Just don't get upset. Don't get your hopes up because that's all you got. That's all the Reds have had for years is hope. 
Oh, man. They've got six prospects in the top 100. Let's get excited. We're turning the page. Oh, that team that you guys told me, the Cubs fan, that has no future? They also have six prospects in the top 100. And the Cubs, well, they're already competing. Should have swept against the Dodgers in L.A. So far beneath the rest of the division. The Cardinals, who were favored to win the Central, have played terrible. And they're still better than the Reds. The Brewers, with their aces, they're almost like a better version of the Reds. Their aces are better, more experienced. They've already got the pieces in the field. And then the Cubs, sneaking out there, winning ballgames, won three straight series. And the Pirates swept the Red Sox, playing good ball, a lot of exciting ball. Yeah, their star shortstop goes on the injured list, but they're still playing well. Hmm. It's tough. Tough sledding for the Reds fans. But guys, that's all my heel today. The price goes up for Joe Burrow. Jalen Hurts signs what? Let me pull this up. Five years, $255 million. Casey? Yeah. Are you concerned that Joe Burrow's contract just keeps getting higher? Keeps getting higher. Are you concerned? I mean, I'm not concerned that they're not. I think they'll get a deal done. I'm just starting to feel like this uh, team-friendly deal nonsense is uh, – I think that might be going out the window, possibly. Because um, I feel like they want to make him the highest-paid player. So that's at least $52 million a year. Right, because Jalen Hurts just became, right? Yeah, he just became the highest-paid Um you're looking at over 180 million guarantees. Oof. That's a lot. It's a lot mm -hmm. for a team uh, that's uh, not got a lot of cash on hand, um, like the Phillies might, or Philadelphia might, or. Uh, I love that you're already slipping in some some baseball teams on accident, because yeah. that just means you're becoming a fan, baby. <laughs> just, a little, just a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a little nervous just about the future of the team once Joe Burrow signed. I don't think anyone should worry about Joe Burrow not being signed. I think that's – they'll get that done. They'll They're get getting that, that done. done. They'll get They're that done. They're getting it done. It's just a matter of what it looks like, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's what most people are concerned with is what does this look like? What What is this going to do for the team going forward? Um, and with the – this is why I took – the T Higgins thing somewhat with a grain of salt because I mean, it, it just a deal like this can completely change the outlook of your team, right? It can completely throw negotiations out the window. Joe Burrow could just be like, Hey man, I, I want 55. I want to be the highest guy mm -hmm. with, with no, with no doubts. I don't want just a million over. I want, you know, not that Joe Burrow's gonna be demanding that, but it could all those things factor into to the, a deal like this. So, do you think that the Reds, or see, I'm doing it now too. Do you think that the Bengals have to beat out the Chargers 
and signing Joe Burrow before Herbert's contract because he's going to get an extension. Yeah, but it's not going to be higher than Jalen Hurts, right? It might. The price keeps going up. It might. Chargers could mess around and do that. They are somewhat of a stinky franchise, but that's another opinion I got for for later. Um, For later. Good tease. Yeah, I mean, I – it could they could be looking at a potential race. I won't lie. But I really hope it doesn't come down to that. I mean, I not that I don't want Joe Burrow to be the highest paid player and I don't want you know, I I want It'd be Joe awesome Burrow. if he wasn't the highest paid player. Yeah. Like at the same time it <laughs> That would, would be it awesome. Would, it'd be great, you know? It would be like, Oh wow, we got a really good deal for what we think is, you know, the Bengals goat. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would uh, – I don't know. It was just – I don't know. I don't know what, how, to, how to feel because I'm not afraid that we won't get a deal done. I'm just afraid of what the team will look like in the future. That's what it does for me. It feels like at this moment that Joe Burrow and the Bengals – I'll give this analogy. There's a neighborhood that you really want to move into, and you know someone's selling a house. You know, you, you met them out a couple times, and they're like, yeah. We're about to sell our house. You want to move in this neighborhood? Yeah, we can make a deal and you shake hands on it. But you don't actually make a deal. And while you're waiting on, you know, maybe maybe some logistical things for that deal to happen, houses up around that house and that neighborhood selling left and right and going for way over what you hand shook for. And now you sit down with your wife or your significant other and you say, oh, dude, we got we to pull the trigger on this deal right now or, or – the person we shook hands with, they're they're going to want more money. And do we let another sale go through? Do we let Justin Herbert's deal go through? That might be less, and then then you can equal it out to Justin Herbert's deal. Or do you get before the Justin Herbert deal and say, oh, listen, we got to get Joe Burrow right now because the last thing you want is Justin Herbert to make more money than Jalen Hurts. And now you got to top another contract because that was the rumor, right? The Bengals want to make Joe Burrow the highest paid player in the league. And he's earned it. But what do you do here? What do you do here? And we talked about this last week. The four to five year deals, which is looking more and more likely to happen, don't interest me at all. Don't do anything for me. I want the Patrick Mahomes deal. I want the 10 year 500 milli. I want to lock him up long-term and a five, six year deal doesn't do it for me. Just doesn't. It doesn't free up cap space in the immediate future when Joe Burrow is going to be at his best. And that's what I want. I want him to be a Bengal. I want that to be done deal, but I want it to be for the next decade. Hmm. All right. Draft bets. Yeah. So, Betfred Sportsbook, sponsor of this show, has already put out some bets on the draft. And I want to ask you guys, because we, we talk about sports gambling here quite a bit. I want to know what your guys' opinion is on these bets on the draft. Are you ready for this? You guys ready to put on your cap and hat? Put I'm on ready. your gambling, gambling hat? The draft is 10 days away. It's next week. These are the bets that Betfred has. 
The over-under for defensive backs taken in the first round. Actually, let's start with quarterbacks. The over-under for quarterbacks taken in the first round is four and a half. Are you taking under four and a half at minus 155 or over four and a half on quarterbacks taken? And you can list off the quarterbacks that you think are going to be taken in your in your mind. You know, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis. Anthony Richardson's probably going to get taken as well. But who's after that? Who's the fifth? I legit, like, who is the fifth guy? Yeah, it's... I want to say maybe Hendon Hooker or McKee. I think the Stafford Stanford guy. I don't know, man. I, so I guess what I'm like taking is is the under feels pretty safe, right? Yeah. Yeah. What's up? Minus one fifty five. Minus one fifty five. That they doesn't must be really high on Hendon Hooker because I had heard it kicked around, but I hadn't heard it that he was. Yeah, that's... I mean, is, is he sure fire first round? No. Yeah, on, on some certain uh, draft boards, they have Hinton Hooker above Will Levis. Wow. So, which is wild because he's old, right? I mean, he's 25, yeah. 25 years old. I mean, if you, find, if you find him and it works out, then, then that's it. But, All right. But, so on this one I'm looking at right now, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, three and four. And then, yeah, they have Hinton Hooker at fifth and Tanner McKee at sixth. So you're just basically betting on whether or not Hendon Hooker or Tanner McKee get drafted in the first round at minus 150 odds saying that's not going to happen. So I'll take the under. Yeah, All right, I'll yeah, I'll under. go under too. Yeah. Casey, how in tune with the NFL draft are you? Pretty in tune. Okay. <laughs> Four and, or five and a half on offensive linemen taken in the first round. Do you think six offensive linemen are going to be taken? The over is minus 220. So, so they think it's going to happen. So are you getting you got, value? You got end? Paris Johnson, Skronsky from Northwestern, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, Broderick Jones. That's from Georgia. You've got Anton Harrison from Oklahoma. You've got Darnell Wright from Tennessee. Osiris, possibly. Uh, that, that's six right there. So oh. you're saying take the over. And there's also potential for other fringe guys. Like, I personally, I think the uh, Dewan Jones thing has a legitimacy to it a little bit. You um, love Dewan Jones. I'm really high on Dewan Jones, but... We'll see. Um, I would take the over. I think it's. I think it's going to happen. Um, okay. Well. Yeah, I, I would take Dewan Jones, or not Dewan Jones. The I would over. Take the over. Over minus two twenty. All right. The final bet I'm going to ask you about. Do either one of you guys have five hundred and fifty bucks in your betting accounts? Because the under for total running backs drafted in the first round on night one is set at one and a half. And the under seems just like surefire, right? There's no way there's two running backs taken in that first round. Who's the second? Robinson and then the, the Alabama running back, right? Gibbs, yeah. Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs. Come on. Now the juice. You're going to be paying a lot of juice. Minus 550. Five, 
50. Paul, you're a man of value. That doesn't seem like value, does it? Uh, well, hey, there is always – there could be a bet at minus 2,000. It could have value if, if you think it should be minus 5,000. It's all relative. You also got to have a massive bankroll to do something like that. 550 seems like a free hundred dollars. Seems like a free hundred dollars, man. If you put five hundred and fifty dollars on the draft, Robinson's gone. You're at pick thirty-one. You're like, come on, let's just get through two more picks. And then you hear running back from Alabama, and your heart just falls down to your belly. Are we buffering over here? Well, we are buffering, and it's right before the wheels. So I don't know what the uh, I don't know what the stream is going to think about this. But everybody that's listening on the podcast, all the podcast listeners, they they'll get this a lot of them. Time. Yeah, yeah, they'll have it. The, the, the huge the huge sum of podcast listeners that just tune into Box Lunch every every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'm trying to pump the Box Lunch. Podcast I love it. subscribers. I love every it. episode of the Box Lunch is in podcast. Every show that Chatterbox has ever done in the last nine months. Is on some sort of podcast platform. Box Lunch is on there. We need to pump the subscribers. That's just that's Paul doing doing work right there. He yeah, made he makes sure that the podcast network is up and running. It's flowing and Chatterbox Reds is doing great. Everything we gotta get those box lunch podcast numbers. We don't advertise that enough that it's on there. But it is on there. Yeah. And we're advertising to nobody right now because the only people that are listening to this are people that already listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, that. Uh, oh, all right. I think, I think, I think we're, we're, back. Back. We're, we're back. back. We're back. We're back. Hey. We're back. Thanks for coming back, guys. We're back. So we were just talking about it. We're going to take the over in the offensive linemen, the under in the quarterbacks, and we're going to pay a lot of juice on the under and, and running backs. I don't think Gibbs is going to get taken in the first round. Thomas throws up a good point. What if Max Duggan gets just – someone just reaches on Max Duggan? Is that possible? No. No. Because no. you, you, you could get him in the third round. Yeah. Why would you? Why would you waste a first round pick on him? I mean, the Browns have done more crazy things in the past, like <laughs> drafting Johnny Manziel. But I don't know, man. I, 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 I don't see. Uh, I would take the under on the quarterbacks. I would take the under on the running backs. Actually, what I so honestly, I would actually take ten bucks on the over, on the running backs. Why would why risk five hundred and fifty dollars when I only have to risk ten for someone to just pick Jameer Gibbs at thirty two? Like Kansas City could pick. You'd Jameer win forty Gibbs. bucks on that bet if it hits. You'd win forty bucks on that yeah. bet if it hits. I, I would do that. That, that. That's what I would do for the running back situation. At least if you're looking at value there. You but do like value. You're a man of value. I'm Casey of value. likes that plus sign. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't drink that juice. He needs that plus sign. To feel comfortable. Casey, you know what I love about you? What? You slide in digs at the Cleveland Browns every show just very quickly. You're like, well, the Browns took Johnny Manziel. That's what I love. Because you know what? They're just a godforsaken franchise. I hope someday this this company grows. And we look at where people are viewing our content. And there's just a big old void right there in northeastern Ohio. Because Cleveland, what a bad town. I bought tickets to a Cleveland game yesterday, though. I'm going to go with my – my dad's birthday was this weekend. Uh, I'm going to take him out, and right around, right around Father's Day, we're going to go to a Cleveland Guardians game. Never been there. Nice. Okay. And then we're going to, the next day, go to PNC Park. So oh, sick. Cool. So it's going to be a nice little nice little trip, but that's All right. that. All right, the only bet I have, I don't know if you guys have any bets for tonight as we wrap this show up and, and get to Wheel of Lunch, is the puck line. 
NHL tonight. Take our beloved Dallas Stars. Minus one and a half. They'll win by two on the puck line. Plus 180. If you're just a beloved Dallas Stars fan like myself. Okay, Reed, I have a question for you. Serious question for you. Yeah. You and I, on December 19th, Mm -hmm. went and saw, I think it was the 19th, saw Mm -hmm. the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Dallas Stars play. We were in person. It was the first time I'd ever been to an NHL game. Yep. How much National Hockey League hockey have you watched outside of that game? Uh, so that was about 60 minutes. That was 60 minutes. How many? So you're given 60 minutes, including those 60 minutes. How many minutes of hockey have you watched this season? Uh, give me cap the line, cap the line on how many minutes. I'll tell you. I'll t- 64 and a half under 60 and a half would have, would have, would have still gotten the under. I have not watched a single second of our stars this year. Our beloved stars, other than that game. Reed, I have not watched. I I guess I could say maybe I would take the over on 64 and a half because only only because ESPN has the rights to hockey now. So I'm sure at some point at like 1130 at night when I forgot to change the channel after a college basketball game or something and I just left hockey on that maybe my eyes glanced up there. <laughs> no idea. How great of a spectator sport is hockey, though? Oh, man, I was locked in. 20 minutes, you lock in, on the rink. I I mean, we were very close, too. I mean, we're right there. We had great seats. We had great seats. Shout out. Um, But you watch for 20 minutes, you lock in, then you get a little intermission. You step back. And while we're talking about spectator sports, you know, hockey's great. How great has baseball been to watch? I saw someone tweeting about the in-game experience of going to a baseball game now. People are locked in. The game, losing 30 minutes, it, it trimmed the fat. It's so much better. Remember when people were complaining about all these rule changes? And we're a month in, and people forgot about them. Almost unanimous that people like it. The big bases, man, those things look like pizza boxes out there. People are stealing left and right, and it's more fun. Ah, I don't like the, the shift being outlawed. Well, there's a lot more singles. There's a lot more base hits. These lefties are all of a sudden getting through the infield. A lot more action. Pitch clock. Why do we need a pitch clock? Play the game that's always been played. Well, you trim 30 minutes off, and the game is much more tolerable to watch now. Much more. You're getting Casey watching baseball now. That's what we're talking about. Rule changes. And I tell you, you guys are going to warm up on the Manfred men. It makes extra innings. There's nothing worse than boring extra innings, which happens a lot. The extra innings rule is great. I wouldn't even care if they implemented it in the postseason. It's a great rule. You had nine innings to determine a winner. Every single sport. Except Sands, what, basketball? Changes the rules a little bit. Even basketball goes to five minutes. They don't play a whole Shorten other it. quarter. Shorten it. Yeah. Right. Don't just keep keep doing what we're doing. Make it Make something happen. And that's all they're doing. The man for man. Everybody correct. hates the penalty shootout in soccer, and it still determines the World Cup. You got to figure something out. Actually, yeah. I like the penalty thing. I agree. I agree, Case. Oh, I mean, yes. I, Makes it a lot more I fun do, to too, watch. but I'm also an American saying that, so my opinion doesn't hold much weight. Right. Yeah, right. So. All right. What's on the wheel of lunch? What's what's on the docket for this yeah, Monday? Good. I cannot eat lunch with you guys because you guys still haven't made Leif Erickson a moderator. 
Oh, that's right. Uh, throw Culver's on there. That sounds really good today. Burger. Yeah. Got to put Sonic on there. Uh, uh, let's put a sub shot. I love, I love a good sale. Let's put McAllister's. Okay. Oh my gosh, Casey. I got a story. Yes. Speaking of McAllister, McAllister's. I was hanging out with my friend this past week, and they brought up the fact. I was talking about you know chatterbox and stuff like that, and said something about you. I was like Casey, and my friend goes, "Oh my God, Reed, why didn't you ever tell me about Casey?" And I was like, "What do you mean, what about Casey?" He's like, "That's Lance McAllister's son." And I was like, "No, it ain't. <laughs> not, <laughs> not even the same last name." <laughs> He's like, "Oh, well, my buddies were talking about it, and they said that was Lance McAllister's son." So apparently, you have the same lineage as uh, Lance McAllister, even though your names aren't even. Not even the same name. Not even the Not same even. name. No. I we, said, we get mistaken quite a bit. Do you? Do no, you? No, not one bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first I heard of that oh, one. Uh, That's good. All right. That's all right. So we got Sonic, Taco Bell. Jersey. Jersey throw. Let's try it one more time, Panda. You want to try it one more time, Paul? Third time. I'll, I'll try it a third time. You got to try everything three times to know whether or not you like it. But if I if we if we strike out on this one, I'm I'm off the panda train. All, All right. right, let's go. You know what I forgot? I forgot to put the sound on there for the folks at home. Mm. Uh, see it, see a Culver's. Sorry about that. Oh. Sorry about that. Paul was really hoping for Culver's. Man, I really want Culver's. All right. All right. That's a trade. Right, you would have yeah. taken that trade. I'll take that trade. I'll take that trade. Now we're just going to get Sonic off there. Sonic is hanging around. It's, it's just hanging out. Oh, no. See you, jerseys. Mm. We're still fine. We're still fine. Oh, I will go to Sonic today. Yeah. If this rolls. Uh, oh, won't uh, have to. Don't mm. have to. Mm, that's a tough shame. mouse cop. See ya. See ya, that's Sonic. That's tough. Tough mouse cop. Two good options here. <laughs> we need, what do you guys call him? Toxic Trace? Back. McAllister's. We're going to Lance's. Lance's Deli. All right. All right. Box Thank one. you, guys. This has been the Box Lunch. We'll be back Wednesday. We have a lot of fun. This is the chat show. We still have the power rankings coming up this Friday. Friday. You know what we're going to do this Wednesday? Casey told that story about the pH balance of Pony Water. I think we do a little science experiment in here, in show, live, to show these people just how great water Pony Water truly is. It's the natural limestone filtration that really, really puts it to the test. So that's what we're going to do. Guys, this has been Box Lunch presented by Betfred Sportsbook, Reed Mouse, Paul Fritcher, Casey McAllister. We'll see you on Wednesday.